inflation, interest rates, the bank crises. It has been a rough couple of years for finances. The financial climate has been sketchy at best. And look, we get it. The market is complicated and confusing. And to many of us, it simply doesn't make sense. In fact, where do you even start? Take all of the guesswork out of it with the Motley Fool Stock Advisor. The Motley Fool has been around for over 25 years and has been spot on in recommending some of the world's most important companies before they hit the big time. I'm talking about Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, Starbucks, all before they exploded in value. And with their easy to use and super informative service, Stock Advisor, you could join the ranks before they potentially find the next big thing. After all, their average stock recommendation is up over 400%, and that's as of April 10th, 2023. And no need to be intimidated by financial jargon or market complexities. As the name suggests, these guys don't take themselves too seriously. Now, finances, that's a different story. Their friendly and relaxed approach has helped over 700,000 people move closer to financial independence all while beating the market and having fun. New members can access Stock Advisor for only $89 for their first year, a full $110 off the full list price. Don't sit on the sidelines and think about what could have happened. Visit fool.com slash gruesome to start your investing journey today. $110 discount off of $199 per year list price. Membership will renew at the then current list price. Welcome to Gruesome, your horrific true crime podcast. I am Meg, and our Vegas showgirl Connie is back at it again with Ken and Shane <laughs> Williamson. Um, we will talk about that at the end of the episode for sure. Oh, uh, it. W- you know, I think that our Instagram followers really enjoyed it. I think that it was <laughs> a very real moment for you. That's me. That's as real as it gets. We can talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about our two-week vacation. We are glad to be back, so let's get to it. Okay, so tonight we are going to talk about a case that I have been wanting to cover really since we started the podcast. But I was always a little hesitant because of how close this case is to my family personally. And honestly, I always try to find cases that can be longer episodes because I know that's what you guys like. I mean, you know, same. But over the past few weeks, this case has been really heavy on my mind. And I just wanted to go ahead and cover it. So that's what we're going to do tonight. Meg and I have talked several times on the podcast about how we grew up in a small town, a safe town. This is one of the reasons why that when Meg was abducted, it was such a shock because we lived in a town where things like this never happened. Blackford County still has some of that small town charm. Admittedly, some of the charm has been lost as factories left, jobs were lost, and there have been increases in drug use that kind of put a cloud over the town that, honestly, if you talk about Hartford City and the area, that's they talk about the drug use. But still, it's home, and undoubtedly, over the past few years, the town has been working on bringing some of that little Mayberry charm back to it. And 
to me because I moved away. I moved to Blackbird in 2004 from Marion, Indiana, and it's a it's like triple the size at least of what Blackbird, the whole county is. Um, so to me, it's still that little safe town that I grew up in. When I moved to Hartford City, one of the first stories I heard was about how haunted Hartford Square apartments were. Formerly an old school, Meg has kind of talked about this before, but if you're a newer listener, I'm going to kind of go over this real quick. Um, Hartford City, Hartford Square apartments are formerly the William Reed Elementary School. I went to school there. On February 2nd, 1960, 55 years almost exactly to the day of the case that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. The school's principal, 44-year-old Leonard Redden, walked into the school with a shotgun. First, he went to the classroom of 52-year-old Harriet Robson and shot her in the chest as 30 of her students watched in terror. He then walked into 62-year-old Minnie McFerrin's classroom and shot her again with 21 of her students in the classroom. A construction worker slash maintenance supervisor of the Blackford County Schools was laying tile floor at the time. His name's Silas McCaffrey. He saw him walk out of McFerrin's classroom, and he even tried to throw a crowbar at him. And although he did knock the gun out of his hands for a moment, um, Redden ultimately picked it back up and started to head out of the school. Prior to the principal shooting McFerrin, Silas McCaffrey said that he had heard McFerrin beg for her life, but Redden didn't care. He just shot her. Redden encountered Esther Nesbitt on his way out and raised his 12-gauge shotgun at her and asked her, do you want to live? McCaffrey had ran after him, and when he reached Redden, he held the shotgun point blank at Nesbitt and yelled to McCaffrey, I won't shoot you, Cy, because his name was Silas. And then he just took off. His body would later be found in the woods not far from town just a few hours later, having died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. He actually had an appointment for a psychiatrist scheduled for about four hours after the time that the murders took place. He had been suffering from migraines and hallucinations of people criticizing him at work and was just overall having like a mental health crisis. The kids that were in the classroom that day were and still are traumatized. I remember growing up and you'd have a grandparent here or there that was either one of the students in the classroom that had like when it happened or attended the school when it happened. The school ultimately shut down in 1999 and was transformed into into an income-based apartment complex. But the rumors of the bad juju are still talked about, even more so after the events of February 5th, 2015. And that is what we are going to talk about. Where's our festival, fam? It's peak festival season, and what do you need for any festival you hit up besides an outfit that slays? Hydration. You know you're heading to that festival knowing you're going to be super dehydrated when you leave, whether it's from the elements or just some activities you may partake in during that day and night. This is where Liquid IV comes in. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of sports drinks. My favorite is how I can just slip one of the convenient pouches into my fanny pack and dance the day away. And with amazing flavors like passion fruit, my fave, guava, And the new strawberry lemonade and sea berry, you really can't go wrong. Liquid IV contains five essential vitamins, vitamin C, B3, B5, B6, B12. I could not be, you see what I did there, any more stoked about this product. 
And we love a company that gives back. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 3 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. What are you waiting for? Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code GRUESOME at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code GRUESOME at liquidiv.com. You're already using this product. Why not get a discount on something you already love? Like I said at the beginning of this episode, this case is very close to my family, and we're going to do some small town descriptions here. If you're from a small town, you're going to know everybody knows somebody that knows somebody. Caitlin Williamson was the cousin of my cousin's ex-husband. So my cousin Jackie sounds kind of crazy so, to say. No, no, no. It all so is so small very town. small town. Yeah. <laughs> my cousin Jackie was married to Caitlin's cousin Zach. Zach and Caitlin's moms are sisters. But as anyone in a Midwest, or it could be anywhere, I don't know. This is just to be always been a Midwest thing. Caitlin referred to Zach as Uncle Zach just because he was older than her. Caitlin is described as just figuring out her personality like all 14-year-olds do. She was kind, considerate, loved by her entire family. Shane, her dad, was described as being quiet and kind of reserved. Her parents were divorced a few years prior, and she had an older sister named Tori. On February 5th, Caitlin, or KK as she was referred to by her family, especially her younger cousins, woke up to the news of a two-hour delay. Not uncommon for February in Indiana, the 14-year-old freshman was assumingly going to spend her morning how we all spent our mornings during two-hour delays. You know, just kind of relaxing, hanging out, waiting for the, just kind of being a potato until school started. She had talked to her boyfriend early that morning, but he grew worried when he hadn't heard from her. Early that morning, a man named Charles Whittington barged into Caitlin's apartment. And before we get into the details about what happened that day, I want to give you a little background of the monster that is responsible for all of this. Charles Whittington, or Mad Dog, as he was known around town, is an absolute piece of shit. That's the only way to describe him. An utter and complete monster. Not much is known about his upbringing, but at some point he lived in Anderson, Indiana in the 1990s before moving to Dayton, Ohio, and eventually made his way back to Portland, Indiana, where he lived in February of 2015. Prior to this day, I couldn't find any major criminal charges filed against him. Whittington was childhood friends with Caitlin's dad, Shane, and they had recently reconnected on Facebook at the end of 2014. Whittington had split up from his girlfriend, Heather Leonard's, in January of that year. And she did what most of us do when we end a relationship. She blocked him on Facebook, blocked his number, but that didn't stop him from stalking her. He would go over to Shane's apartment and stalk her using Shane's phone. But this wasn't just a regular like, hey, let me see what they're doing. He started talking to her on Facebook and even went on to text her from Shane's phone, but not as himself as Shane. He was pretending to be him. And at some point during that month, Leonard sent some pictures of herself to Shane. And this is apparently where Whittington lost his shit. Even though he was the one who initiated the whole thing and he was the one who started talking to her in the first place. On February 2nd, 2015, 
Whittington talked to Leonard's mom and told her that Shane had pictures of Leonard's and he was going to get them back, quote, even if he had to beat the fuck out of him. And this is even after Leonard's filed a restraining order and he was served with it, ordering him to stay away from her and her kids. Did Shane know that he was messaging her from his... Yeah, because at um, one point I read in like his appeal document from later on, Shane told him that he deleted the photos. Like he didn't have the photos on his phone anymore and he just would not let it go. This guy could not take a hint that Leonard's wanted to stay the fuck away from him. And this brings us to February 5th. Shortly after 9 a.m., Whittington entered Shane's apartment where Caitlin was hanging out in her bedroom. Shane was not at the apartment at the time because he had ran to the Dollar General to get Caitlin some Advil. Whittington walked into her bedroom where she was laying, where he proceeded to shoot her in the face at close range. She ultimately died after choking on her own blood because he shot her right in the mouth. And then he just exited the apartment. A 14-year-old girl who had nothing to do with any of this bullshit that he thought was important that involved Shane and honestly, in the grand scheme of things, is minute bullshit anyways. Like, the whole thing is juvenile. Like, oh, they have pictures of my ex, even though I'm the one who, like, initiated the whole thing. instigated that and made that happen, yeah. None of this mattered in the slightest. None of this was, I mean, no reason is any reason to murder somebody, but specifically Caitlin. Like, she had nothing to do with this. Mm -mm. When Shane pulled back into the apartment parking lot, he was approached by Whittington. A woman named Carrie Waggy, who lived in the same apartment building as Shane and Caitlin, said that she saw Whittington and Shane, quote, bickering. Um, They were bickering in the parking lot before they got into Shane's truck. She said that the two men continued to argue loud enough that she could hear them as they sat in the cab of the truck. Shane was in the driver's seat and Whittington was in the passenger seat. Shane started to beat on the driver's side window. She said, quote, I saw him trying to completely break the window to try to to get free of something. She then heard a gunshot and Shane slumped down into his seat. A seventh grade girl who was walking by or like riding by on her bike at the time, um, And because remember, it's a two hour delay, which is the other thing. That's the only reason Caitlin was home was it was a two hour delay. She said that she saw a biker guy get out of the truck and open the driver's side door. When he did this, Shane's body fell to the pavement. Whittington looked right at the young girl and simply said, he fell. He bent down to pick up something and the girl took off because she thought he was bending down to pick up a gun. And I can't even imagine how terrifying that must have been for this young girl. Police responded to the calls almost immediately and quickly located Shane's body. Caitlin's body wouldn't be found until a short time later when they were searching his apartment. Shane's identity was confirmed through fingerprints. And Caitlin's mom and grandma were brought pictures for them to identify Caitlin. Autopsies confirmed that Caitlin died as a result of a single gunshot wound from a 9mm to the mouth and Shane was shot twice in the head. The description that police gave was an older man with a gray ponytail and goatee. And as always, we're going to post pictures of this guy and he fits that description like almost like nauseatingly. The schools were locked down in Blackford County and the neighboring Jay County as a precaution. The alert went out as the buses were arriving to school 
with the message being like, if your kid has been picked up by a bus, they're going to be brought to school and they're going to be kind of stuck here. You won't be able to come pick them up yet. But if the bus hasn't picked up, your kids haven't left from school, keep them home. Mm -hmm. So and that alert went out at 1021, just an hour after the murders took place. So this all happened like pretty quickly. It didn't take long for police officers to zero in on Whittington. And he was arrested at his home a few hours later, where he was eventually transferred to Blackford County Jail, where he was held without bond. I remember seeing posts about this, like when this happened, and it took me a minute because, again, small town stuff. Everyone has different last names. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you don't remember them like that. I remembered when I saw a picture of what happened. And I text my cousin. I was like, dude, what is going on? Because, again, like this kind of stuff. This was the first murder in Blackford County since, like, 1991. So, like, really? this, yeah, like, this truly is, like, this kind of stuff doesn't happen. On November 3rd, 2015, a five-day jury trial began where Whittington entered the plea of not guilty by reason of insanity. Mm-hmm. His defense attorney argued or urged jurors to keep an open mind and that there's a lot more to this than what happened that day. And there is no debate that Whittington did suffer some mental health concerns. He was under the care of the VA, where he was literally seen the day before the murders. There was evidence presented that he previously had been diagnosed with a number of mental illnesses, including schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, depression, anxiety, and PTSD. However, there was also significant evidence that Whittington had a history of malingering and being dishonest with service providers. For example, Whittington had previously told mental health care providers that he hallucinated clowns and had an alter ego named Elmer. That What's make- malingering? It's like where you lie and like exaggerate. You know, they're just looking for an excuse to kind of be shitty people. And that's what this guy was doing. So he had this alter ego named Elmer that he said can make him do things. But he later admitted to that provider that he was being untruthful. He would use the excuse of Elmer later on when he was questioned about the murders. He said that when Elmer came out, he didn't remember what he did. Although immediately after the murders, he threw away the hat that he was wearing. He cut his goatee to change his appearance. But yes, he had no idea about anything that was happening. Yeah, totally out of it. Like, oh, no. Sure. And I hate when people use excuses like that because it does... Take away from people who legitimately have those mental health issues and have those like personality disorders or because you can be schizophrenic and not murder people. You can have bipolar disorder and not murder people. And the same with depression, anxiety and PTSD. Like, it pisses me off. Dr. Craig Buckles testified that although Whittington had been diagnosed with schizophrenia early on, many of Whittington's service providers had serious doubts about this diagnosis. Dr. Buckles testified further that he did not observe any signs of a thought disorder in Whittington. And like I said, he was seen at the VA in Marion, Indiana the day before he committed the murders. And that day he requested his medical records. He met with the therapist. He spoke about his relationship with Leonard's and the restraining order. 
And according to the documents from that day, he appeared lucid and oriented and did not express any bizarre, paranoid, or delusional thoughts. Shane's best friend, Brian McDonald, had been at Shane's the week before when Whittington was there and where he proudly boasted that he just had to stop taking his meds and he had a free pass to kill someone. But the jury was like, yeah, that's not true. And he was found guilty of both counts of murder in literally a few minutes. Like it took no time at all for them to be like, yeah, this son of a bitch needs to go. When sentencing came around, Judge Dean Young imposed the maximum sentence of 170 years. When addressing Whittington, he said in regards to Caitlin, she did absolutely nothing to you and you executed her. You executed these two human beings. If I could execute you back, I would. This is the poster child for capital punishment. I am sentencing a monster today. You are simply a murderer. He said that Caitlin likely suffered immensely before dying from the gunshot wound in her mouth. And I, I was a little confused, um, I'll be honest, in regards to why he didn't get the death penalty. Um, but we'll talk about that here in just a little bit because I did some digging in regards to Indiana's death penalty laws. Because we've talked about it before, like, oh, Indiana, I'll execute your ass. But apparently, not as... I think and this is one where I do a little bit harder, like, now than mm-hmm. it, even and there's, 10 years ago. There's a few things in Indiana that make it unique, which makes it even more difficult. Shane's mom, Vicki Pettit, made a statement at the sentencing saying she couldn't understand how, quote, you a father and a grandfather could shoot and kill an innocent child. Because I think that is the general consensus with this. And I am in no means like at all saying like, well, it's not as bad because of Shane, you know, like Shane knew the guy, but it is a million times worse when Caitlin just simply was home because there was a two hour delay. She had nothing to do with this. And they still don't 100% know why he killed Caitlin. Um, The general consensus from what I read through like appeals documents and stuff like that is that he, Caitlin could identify him. Mm -hmm. But to me, like it still makes no sense. It makes no sense to me. Like, did he go in there thinking like he was going to find the girl there? Like not like Leonard's. Did he think, I mean, because we said it was a two hour delay. So yeah. And it's obviously premeditated. Like you're going into their home and Mm -hmm. 100%. Whittington sat emotionless, refused to speak of the sentencing, but his daughter did. And she said that her dad had had psychological issues for as long as she could remember before turning tearfully to Caitlin and Shane's families and expressing sorrow, saying, if there was anything I could do to make it better, I would. And that's the other side of this. Like, we always talk about the victims, but like the the victims. There are victims it's, in the perpetrators' families as well. Like, their yeah, lives are also forever changed. It's never just like, oh, well, that you did this to that person and it affected that person. It's you committed these crimes and now you are also, like, a, a victim as well. And your family has to, your family, your friends, anyone who thought they knew you and now realize that they don't. Like, that's... that's over photos that's what i go back to like photos that you initiated the conversations like you went there using you got her to do what you wanted her to do like that's the thing it's like which is also fucking crazy yeah 
fucking crazy. It is like, in what world? Like, because I'm not going to lie. I had boyfriends, especially like in high school or like, you know, let me see what they're doing. Like, let's let me just see. Like, can I can I use your Facebook? I just want to look. And I remember like when I first got divorced, um, I used to do that on my ex-husband. Like, I was like, let me just see like what the fuck he's up to. Yeah, I get that. That part back, of it. You stalk you. Just <laughs> you say like you become the stalker. But just like, yes, the like uncomfortable curiosity of just wanting to know. Yes. And it's not a cute look by any means. No. But I understand it. I understand that. Yeah, I've you been there. Just also, I want to know what's going on. If you're one of those girls or boys right now using someone else's Facebook or Instagram or anything to check on your ex, just stop. Like, makes it's, not, it's worth not a good it. look. It's not, it's it's not, not worth, worth it. it. And Blackbird County Prosecutor Kevin Basie recommended that the judge impose the maximum sentence while the court-appointed attorney for Whittington suggested a lesser sentence, asking Judge Young to take into consideration Whittington's history of mental illness, to which Judge Young responded that he had read and considered more than a thousand pages documenting Whittington's mental health treatment, but ultimately didn't believe the defendant's claim to police that he had an evil alter ego named Elmer, saying, quote, there is no Elmer. That's just somebody you conjured up to continue mooching on the system. And after imposing the sentence, he went on to say that Whittington would be incarcerated, quote, with your friend Elmer, and one day you'll be placed in a box with him, too. And I'm like, that is like a mic drop. Like, okay. Sheesh. Tell him. Yeah, the only thing that Whittington said that day was the acknowledgement that he had 30 days to appeal, which he did, and in February 2017, but his sentence and conviction were both upheld. He tried to say that he wasn't read his Miranda rights before being questioned, Bullshit. but they determined but they determined that even though he was in the interview room interview room talking to the police officers, they were talking about like there was an officer in there and he talked about his motorcycle, what the rib recipe he was using for the ribs that he was cooking that day that he was arrested. Ew. And he didn't formally get questioned until an officer, Matthew Felver, arrived. And he was read his rights to, at that point. They also questioned his guilty verdict because of the insanity defense. But that was also upheld because of all of the documentation saying that he likely was not truthful in most of his evaluations, as well as the documents from the day before saying that he was lucid and oriented during his therapy visit. Oh, and like you also can't boast that you have a free pass to kill. That's also going to be like, yeah, man, you're not. <laughs> People who are insane enough to commit murders by reason of insanity don't boast that they have a free pass to kill by reason of insanity. I think that that's something that's commonly misunderstood in general. Just um, I, if you are pleading guilty by reason of insanity, you like... Or not guilty. As, it's like, yeah, I sorry. As far as I understand it, you like genuinely don't have any like you don't have any kind of grasp on like the, you know, the repercussions of what you've done. You don't understand like how in, insane it is. You don't it doesn't click. Or with you. it's and, a true. And if you're if you're trying to um, if you I feel like someone who's saying like, no, I'm not guilty because I'm crazy like that in itself is you uh, 
is you knowing that you are guilty. (laughs) And it's like, say you have all these mental health diseases and like you suffer from these psychological problems. It's like, oh, I can kill people because of that. Oh, so I can go kill somebody right now and it's fine. Like, honey, that's not how this works. Yeah, it's... These two people did nothing to you. Like, everything that you were pissed off about that Shane... You did to yourself. You did to yourself. Like, you did to yourself. This was 100% self-inflicted. And then to, like, try and be like, oh, I'm going to get those pictures back. The pictures that you, like, you encouraged. The pictures that, like, you initiated the conversation. Bro, you're not a hero. You're the villain. Like, you are the villain in this story. Yeah, that's crazy. you fucking troll. <laughs> uh, yeah. In August of 2020, he requested a new trial, saying that he was denied his due process right to a fair trial, and that is still ongoing. There has been no trial date set. Um, Judge Brian Body has taken over because Judge Young has retired. So let's all hope that he stays in prison for the rest of his life, or until August of 2137 when he's 181 years old. <laughs> If he's not good, we probably won't have to worry about it then. The one thing I will say, and I thought about this with your abduction as well, Blackford County judges do not mess around when it comes to sentencing for crimes like this. Actually, um, both of those. Well, actually, I think it might have been body when I was. Probably the dad body because there's two of them. Yeah, yeah. I think it was older body. Um, was the judge, but Kevin Basie was my attorney. And Isn't that so, crazy? Yeah, it is crazy. It's again small town, small town. He was my attorney, and uh, we uh got as much as we could out of that, you know, mm-hmm. out of that. Which is still like even now when I look back and I see sentencing, like for abduction or for like child molestation, it's never. I always feel like it's not enough. Like it's never enough. Yeah, like Grenier got. 140 years which i think is awesome and insane that it was but like why isn't that happening with Uh all child molestation cases why aren't they all getting 80 years per count you know like uh. this is what's crazy to me is i see like this case i see your case and i'm like hell yeah like blackbird county can bring the hammer down but then i see the cases of like habitual like the DUIs and stuff like that, where they're just like, oh, slap on the wrist, slap on the wrist. And then something horrific happened, like what just happened in our hometown, like last year. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, wait, we have a problem here. It's like, no freaking shit, you have a problem here. Like, yeah. it's kind of inconsistent. I am thankful that he received the maximum sentence. And in further small town, uh, Brian Body was my divorce attorney when I. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's actually, only a couple of them around. You just got to get the one you get. <laughs> yeah. And with even further, uh, he drove. I was friends with a girl in high school and he like I knew him from high school. Like he graduated like a year before I started school, but I knew him from like that circle. And now he's the judge huh. of Blackford County, which is real wild. People do things. <laughs> but I did dive into why wasn't he given the death penalty? This is what I have determined. So we, Meg and I have talked about this before. I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast, but in the state of Indiana, there are no degrees of murder. There's not first degree murder. There's not second degree murder. It's just murder. Murder. Did you murder? 
Um, and so the following constitutes first degree murder with aggravating circumstances. And this, those, that is the only capital crime in Indiana. So murder with aggravating circumstances. So it's the murder was especially heinous, atrocious, or cruel or depraved. So if it involved torture, the capital offense was committed during the commission of or attempt of or escape from a specified felony. So like kidnapping, rape, sodomy, arson, train wrecking, carjacking, criminal gang activity, drug dealing, or ironically, aircraft piracy, which I was like, how often does that happen? The murder was committed from a motor vehicle or near a mo motor vehicle that transported the defendant. The murder was committed by intentionally dis charging a firearm into an inhabited dwelling which i could argue i feel like you could argue that because and i don't know if they meant like you know like, like a map like a like a, you know i don't know how they i don't know how they describe that just like a building with someone in it mm -hmm. which i'm like mm, that's kind of all it's all buildings <laughs> the <laughs> defendant killed the victim while lying in wait the murder was committed by means of a bomb destructive device explosive or similar the defendant caused or directed another to commit murder. The victim of murder was less than 12 years of age and the, or the, vec the victim was a pregnant woman and the murder resulted in the potential killing of the fetus that has attained viability. So it's like you. Is airline piracy like 9-11? Yeah. Is that what you think? Yeah, it's kind of what yeah. to. Now it's just like domestic terrorism, I guess is what we call it, right? Well, that's a lot of different things. Because I had this. I was like, wait a second. Like we boast. Not both, but we've discussed like Indiana because Indiana is one of only like four states where if the jury cannot decide on a death penalty, the judge can overstep and they decide on it. And they're like, actually, actually, yeah. <laughs> judge Young girl. was like, I would have done it if I could have. I would have. Damn. Where's but I'm actually, now? I'm actually who? The guy. Uh, he's in the Indiana State Prison. I think it's up north. Oh, okay. um, I can't think. There's of one like up by Chicago. I think I can't remember. What it's oh, I said. Hold on. Rahote. That's south. That's not the right one. Hold on. Let me pull it's this like up. Like Terrell Pendleton and the Pendleton. That's where he's at. at Pendleton. Oh, okay. Gotcha. How's that guy? Which is still south, isn't it? It's not north at all. Yeah. <laughs> Look, directions are not my strong suit. I'm not a geography I, girl. I understand. North, south, east. Like, if you just tell me weast. what it's by, I'll figure it out. Weast. Weast. It's it's awful. I was texting my cousin, like, about the case. And, like, we had talked about me covering it before. And I really wanted to do the case justice. And it's really hard when you know people who like know the victim because you don't want to do a, the case a disservice mm -hmm. and it makes it, it gives you a little bit more like anxiety covering it but like i do think caitlin's story deserves to be told her dad's story deserves to be told and this monster should be plastered everywhere so everyone knows what a freaking piece of crap he is yeah i i feel that on the anxiety like you talk about people and you i mean I'll, i think a large part of our audience comes from not even a like a, a good chunk comes from our area that we grew up in mm -hmm. and so it's like you cover this stuff and they hear about it and it you're gonna get a text from like your mom or, or someone like, this was wrong and i'm like oh i'm sorry like like well this is what we got this is what we were able to read so 
I told her that when I was reading the appeal documents, which like goes into detail about like how much Caitlin suffered, I was like, I had to take a mental health bath because that just. Mm-hmm. No, I feel that when I was working on our um, bonus episode that we're about to do, I also kept having to take just like breaks because I was just like this. A lot of times I can read through some of that and I'm just like, yeesh, that sucks. This is not a fun read in any way. But like it was just so graphic that mm-hmm. I had to just be uh, kept stepping back, like looking for distractions so that I didn't have to keep reading or. <laughs> yeah. But it's cases be hitting different these days. They truly do. It's they just truly do. It's awful. Like I like I said, like I still like every year, like on her birthday, I'm, you know, friends with my cousin's son on Facebook. Like he posts like about KK and it's just it's sad. honestly, I was just like, I have to talk about this. Like it's something Maybe I know it's not like the world's longest episode about it, but like I I mean because just because it's not like what well, like it's a small case, it still matters. Like the victims still matter. Yeah. And to me, it's just so wild that this was self-inflicted. Like his feelings about Shane were self-inflicted. Like Yeah, he... it's confusing. It's definitely confusing why someone would go through all of that to go through someone else's phone and or to use someone else's phone to try to continue it's like you're hurting yourself yeah like sad and again i go back to being like i understand it doesn't make it right and i should preface like with a heavy it does not make it right but i can understand the altercation between shane and whittington i understand that I cannot wrap my head around why he murdered Caitlin. Yeah, well, drama and murder are two different things. You can be mad at someone. You can yeah, be... you can confront with... them, have your thing, fight it out like adults. Like, do your thing, but like to shoot Talk someone. shit, spread rumors, go nuts. <laughs> and we I have read... other options here. I read in one article that they ran in like the same like motorcycle gang and it's like oh you don't mess with someone's old lady but it's like hey he was messing with his own old lady like this was a and i go back to caitlin didn't do anything shane didn't do anything and honestly if he was talking to this girl if he was talking to her if he was you know having some relations with her that's still not a reason to kill somebody and their 14 year old daughter absolutely not to have her grandma and her mom be shown pictures and like have to identify her like no that's it's heartbreaking heartbreaking oof i need a palate cleanser after talking about that (sighs) oh well we can do an ad break that would that would be a palate cleanser (laughs) i love my blendjet 2 portable I make breakfast smoothies in the morning with just some almond milk, frozen fruit, yogurt, and I can walk out the door with breakfast in hand in less than a minute. It's so easy to clean up and you get to see the cool little water tornado it makes when you rinse out whatever you just blended. Blendjet 2 is portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work, you can do a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. 
It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up your entire house. It lasts for 15 plus blends and recharges so quickly via USB-C. And best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. You just blend water with a drop of soap and you are good to go. If they have it in a certain color, will you get it? Well, you're in luck because Blendjet has more than 30 colors and patterns to choose from. You should definitely check out the Disney prints. They are very cute. I need a Buzz Lightyear one. What are you waiting for? Go to Blendjet.com and grab yours today. Be sure to use the promo code GRUESOME12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the Blendjet 2 Portable Blender. Go to Blendjet.com and use the promo code GRUESOME12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. And then um, we did take a two-week vacation. The first mm-hmm. week, uh, Connie went to Vegas. Which I completely forgot. We didn't have an episode because we were on vacation. I had the craziest thing at the hairdresser. Oh, that. yeah. <laughs> that was funny. So I've been going to the same girl to get my hair done for two years. And we were in there. We were having a conversation. And she went to, like, mix up my color. And she came back. And she was talking to me about the podcast. And, like, she knows I do the podcast. But podcasts are. what the podcast Yeah, was. like, I, we, I never told her the name of it. And, like, podcast. We've talked before. Like, she's like, I don't really listen to podcasts. Well. One of the fellow beauticians, hairstylists, she does listen to podcasts. And she happened to mention, I guess, like in the back of something like said my name or I don't know how it came up, but it came about that. Like she was like, wait, let me go ask her what the name of her podcast is. Because this woman was like, does she do the podcast with another girl? But she had recognized my voice and her and her husband are avid listeners to the podcast. And they are. The very first people to meet Meg and I at the same time. (laughs) Because Connie had said she got these really gnarly blisters on her heel. And I always keep a myriad of mom things in my bag. And so I had hydrocolloid band-aids in my bag. And I was like, oh, you're really close to where I'm at. I'll just run some over to you. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah, it was gnarly. It was super awesome. They were so dope. Um, Very sweet. I'll actually be seeing them more like, you know, the end of June when I go back <laughs> to get my hair done. Um, it was sick to see. Uh, she keeps a screwdriver in her car because of like uh, us talking about like these long screwdrivers yes, and stabbing people in the neck with them. It was so awesome. And, and she it said was, she and her husband have date night. Yeah. Was I was super excited. And then we like didn't do episodes for two weeks. And I was like, oh, <laughs> whoops. But it's wild because. Like Meg has had Meg has met people. She was at graduation and met a listener. And then like I've met a couple. But no, we're never together. Like we're we we're hardly ever in the we're same together place at the in same the virtual time. space. No, I did uh I so the first week we were off because Connie went to Vegas and the second week we were off because I had all my graduation stuff. And there's a listener who is related to one of my classmates. 
And I went over to like hug my classmate because I love her. And um, I was like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy you graduated. And she was like, look, I know you want to do this, but she's freaking out right now. <laughs> and then I looked at her and I was like, oh, she's told me all about you. And she said, oh, you sound just like you. <laughs> And I was like, you're, it was so cute. I loved it. It was so awesome. So um, I got pictures with her that uh, at pinning and then at graduation the next day too, because she came up to me again and she was like, Hey, I don't think I looked cute in that other picture. Can I get another one? I respect that. And I was like, yes, I and understand. And how often do you get a redo? You're like, hey, um, now I look I look cuter today. Can we try again? Yes. Hell I'm yeah, dude. Can. I look cuter Absolutely. today, too. It's fine. <laughs> Let's do it. Unless but I look I'll... like shit the second time, then I'm going to tell you no pictures, please. Uh, yeah. Just I actually think I would never say people... that. I would tell you that the first time. I met two people at graduation, actually. It was, I had another one that also, it was, it was a really, um, it was a, it was a pinning, but it was a really fun night because I won an award. You did. Cause you're a boss bitch. That's right. Meg is a graduated registered dental hygienist guys. She's hey. done. She's, she's is. registered. She's graduated. I can clean your teeth legally, technically. You know, it's weird because my husband's work they did a big like outing at the a date and dragons game which is like minor league baseball and i was talking to like their hr guy and not date and dragons but, like my husband's work guy and he was asking me about the podcast and stuff because i guess my husband talks about it like all the time and one of the younger kids that works there like was asking and his this guy was like dude you're in the presence of like kind of a celebrity and i was like nah son no no it's no. like internet celebrities don't count and podcast celebrities are even lower than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was a, uh, honestly, when I put, I made the post that we were going to be out a week. I thought Meg's graduation was the week following. So I know y'all are like, it's been two weeks. Like, yes. Where I'm are you? Yes, we know it is. Um, Would you like to explain your life? Would you like? Oh, a and moment she of redemption, live, like L I V E. So, not your life. Your life. y'all told me when we did our last live, um, like Patreon live, that Vegas just hits different, and y'all were not lying. I started. I don't drink very often. I should preface with that. Like, I drink once a month, pretty much when we do our Patreon lives, and I like to get like a little ham sammied on those. <laughs> But Vegas, Vegas was bad. Like we started drinking on the plane. Like Vegas which, wasn't bad. You were. I was bad. I started drinking like, on the plane, and then my aunt had us picked up from the airport in a limo, where we had like champagne. Well, you have to drink in limos. You it's the to. law. You have to, and. We went to this Mexican restaurant. And I should add, this is what's going to make this story that much better. In Vegas time, we landed at like 11 a.m. So all of this was very short time frame. We get there. I didn't even change out of my airport clothes. We were like, let's just go find some food. We dropped the bags off. We walked down to our in our hotel. They had this Mexican restaurant. They were literally yelling out like, happy hour. Buy one, get one free. And you know a bitch loves a deal. So <laughs> we went. We went there and I 
thought these were going to be kind of like the drinks you get when you're sitting in the casino. Like most of the time they're like kind of watered down. And I ordered two margaritas, not even their largest margaritas. I should add two for you. Two, because buy one, get one free. And I was like, well, right. Yeah, buy one, get one free. And they brought them off at the same time. Well, what I forgot was in Vegas, you could just take those and walk around. So I just drank both of them. And these are like tall, big ass margaritas. And they were strong. Like, well, then my aunt and my husband get up and they walk into the casino to gamble a little bit. My uncle dead ass looks at me and my cousin and her boyfriend and said, our parents are gone. Let's order shots. And I was like, <laughs> okay, like I got at, you. And this is like at noon now? What this time is probably it? probably like maybe 1230, one o'clock. <laughs> And I was already like pre-tanked by then. And he <laughs> looks at the bartender and he was asking for these Cabo Wabo tequila, this Cabo Wabo tequila. And I don't even know if that's a thing anymore, but they said they didn't have it. And he was like, all right, I need four snake bites with the best tequila that you have. Lordy. Oh my goodness. I have a video of it. If you guys would like to see of me doing the <laughs> snake bite. But yes, I would like to see it. I was tanked by that point like tanked and now we're looking maybe it's one o'clock like we're walking we go my husband I was like trying to you know it's like you gotta hang out with your parents so I was like trying to like walk the straight and narrow because he wasn't even buzzed at this point I holding it all inside was holding it all inside (laughs) I went and stopped and they were selling high noons pineapple high noons and I love high noons love them so I bought two of them drank them now we're maybe pushing 2 30 maybe three o'clock because we're just like kind of wandering around we walk over wobbling around maybe wobbling around (laughs) we walk across the street to caesar's palace i kept calling it caesar's place that's when i knew like (laughs) put this bitch up she's done (laughs) put her up she's done my husband has pictures of me posing with like pictures of Gordon Ramsay outside of Hell's Kitchen, which is like very which is all you me. wanted. That's your dream come true. It was like that was the best time. We go in, Gordon. Yeah, we go into Caesar's place. My husband spends <laughs> like two thousand dollars on these slots, and then I go to the bathroom, and I'm just peeing. But you know, you gotta. I was. <laughs> I was so drunk. I was like, I just need to sit here for a minute. And the longer I sit, the more sober I'll get. What do you do when you're sitting on the toilet? Just like existing. I scrolled. So I went to our podcast Instagram. And I'll be honest, I didn't even realize I was on our podcast Instagram. (laughs) And I went live as I was sitting on the toilet. And (laughs) apparently, I'm like, I don't remember much of the live. I didn't remember I went live until the next day when my friend texted me and said, I just saw your live video. And then I wanted to vomit because it was, I didn't know they saved it to like a real type of thing. (laughs) But my heart sank when I watched myself put that phone on the bathroom floor and I stood up because I thought every listener was about to see my vagina. And I was like, this is the level of embarrassment I can't do for someone who just I can't come back from this. For someone who just made her 
Instagram profile public. Like this ain't <laughs> it. Like I got to go back public and maybe disappear. This is the end of the podcast. I'm done. <laughs> Megan's going to divorce me. We are done. This is it. I can't do this. No, no, no. I did. I saw you go live and I was just watching you and I watched you for all of one minute and I was like, mm -mm, nope, I'm out of here. Yeah. But everyone was very like, proud of you oh. in the moments they were congratulating you one person did say like this will be gone by the morning and it was we're right <laughs> and let me describe to you guys the situation I was in as I deleted this live I woke up because by five o'clock p.m Vegas time I was passed out for the <laughs> night my husband like came back to the room and he was like do you want to go get some food and I was already like throbbing headache room spinning and I was like I can't I'm done vacations over I was ready to book a flight home that's how bad I felt the next morning and then I thought what would a bad bitch do so I opened up my phone and I ordered IV room service from this place called revive IV not ad sponsored but if you need me to I can because he got some, I ordered the IV at 7.30 in the morning. At 9 o'clock, he was there. And I paid $485 for it. I'm not even. No. Oh, I that did. makes me feel sick. Well, I didn't feel sick because I got Toradol, Zofran, Pepsid, and uh, what was the other one? Some other thing that helps like break down toxins in your liver. It starts with a G. And then a vitamin bag. The reason I paid so much is because at first my husband was trying to like be a good. He was like, oh, yeah, I'll get one with you. But he woke up and started drink. He like cracked open a beer. He's like, actually, I'm fine. He's like, actually, hair of the dog will work. I got this. But I was vomiting so bad. And like if you have kids and you know, like if you are a woman who have had who's had kids and you puke very severely, I just kept pissing my pants. <laughs> and I was like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> not even I was just like I was like a fallon like just <laughs> put me out I'm done and for someone who doesn't like drink or get hungover very often like it was ex I had and I don't do well with migraines and they that made me vomit even more but I knew I needed to order the IV when my husband just mentioned biscuits and gravy and I threw up all over myself oh my god but this is a testament for those IV things. When he got there, because I'd already paid for both of our IVs. And I was like, okay, I guess just put that credit. Just give me like the works. He was like, oh, you're going to get the baller package. And I was like, sounds about right, because I feel like a baller. And it was the most luxurious experience. I just laid in this like hotel bed as he hooked me up to an IV with vitamins and all these drugs. And by noon, I was drinking again. <laughs> You're like, I did not learn my lesson. I, I learned that I could oh. pay my way out of this. They said money can't buy happiness, but it can buy hangover remedies. And that's <laughs> where we're at. I did like, I had like a few drinks. We went to um, RuPaul's Drag Show Brunch. And oh, that was, was Bottomless it? Mimosas. And it was the most epic, amazing time of my entire life. And I'm forever like... You're a changed woman. I'm a changed woman. And when I talk about like bottomless mimosas, if you guys go to Vegas and you're interested in drag shows, I'm talking three bottles of champagne in this little ice bucket. And they just kept bringing you bottles of champagne. So you are making your own mimosa. And it's like, for me, it's like champagne, 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 spit of orange juice. <laughs> just for color. Whisper. You're just like, orange. That's, that's, that's all I need. <laughs>
damn, I would have. I'm sorry that I missed that. I would have loved to it do was, that. It was great. And also, my husband and I both mutually decided that neither one of us can ever go back to Vegas because he lost a lot of money. I mean, it's money that he won. He kept winning. And then, as they say, the house always wins. They were like, uh-uh. Ain't just that bring that back. But he won enough that it paid for our entire stuff there. Like, we didn't, I didn't pay anything out of our bank account. And then he lost the rest of it. <laughs> and But it was fun. It was a good time. It was too good of a time. I apologize or, like, you're welcome. Whichever way you want to take that Instagram live. And next time, just take my phone because it was so bad. It was fine. And, again, most, pretty much every, I didn't see one person with a negative comment. They were all like, hell yeah, live your best life. Go you, Connie. I myself. What if you saw someone else doing it? I would have been cheering them on like hell yeah like, girl yeah. the worst part of that whole thing was i was still in my airport clothes i didn't <laughs> even get to wear a cute outfit that day i was still like stinky ass airport clothes that's why i always dress cute when i fly every time i can't do it i'm like a leggings and a t-shirt type of girl i mean it was like a cute t-shirt had like an open bag like one of those like fun ones but like looking back on pictures from that day i was like i could have been actually I'll be honest. I'm kind of glad I wasn't in a dress. <laughs> that just crossed my then, mind. Then um, you would have stood up on that toilet. Yeah, the chips probably laid where they should have in that aspect. But that's what my neighbor said. Like, she was like, dude, I was like, she didn't, like, what is she wearing? I was like, airport clothes. This is what I flew in and flew in. And I was drunk, passed out before six o'clock. You know, in the day, uh, in the days of live streams and uh going live on instagram what happens in vegas does not stay no it's vegas. up there for at least 24 hours until someone tells you and then i thought to myself would someone have told me if my vagina was out yeah i might have like would you have seen if i had watched the rest i don't <laughs> but if they were like hey oh look at that her muff hey. is out <laughs> Muff Madness. Like, what's going on, you man? You started your OnlyFans with that, dude. <laughs> I missed out on an opportunity. Just screenshotted it. When I tell you. We're expanding the business. My husband was sitting next to me as we were watching this. And he's, he's like, are you in the bathroom? I was like, I guess so. And then he had the same look. I looked over at him as that phone sat on the floor of the bathroom. Which, too. If you know me and know how freaking weird I am about germs, I just phone on a toilet, like a bathroom floor in Vegas. Like, who knows? I mean, good thing it was Caesar's place, but Caesar's place. I know. You're it's sober. My, it's uh, the, the phone sat down and I was like, this is it. And I looked at the feeling of like, I saw his feeling of like, oh, shit. And I was like, look, I'm a, I paused. This I was is like, who I am as a person. This is I got to the got. point. I didn't even watch the full live. And I was like, this is like five minutes long. I got to the point where I know I pulled up my pants and I noticed you didn't see my vagina. And then I was like, all right, I'm good. The rest of it, I don't give a fuck what I said. <laughs> or what happens. No. No, the second I was watching it and realized that you were sitting on a toilet, I was like, secondhand embarrassment. I was out of there. Like, no. <laughs> like, I'm not even going to try to save you. I'm just going to hide. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was it was a thing. Let me tell you, it was funny though. And if you and want you more content like that, 
hang out with us on <laughs> Patreon Live because that's about the shit that happens. That's pretty much it. What? On our last live, which the next one's for my birthday. It's my birthday yeah. party live. I'm going to take record. birthday shots for you. Hell yeah. Uh, the last one, I watched you chug. What did you drink? Uh, we made you something. Yeah, blue moon orange juice and vodka. And it was so, so tall. It was giant. And you just like slammed it. And I've never been more in love with you than that moment. When I, because <laughs> I was just like, it's gone. It was there. Then it was gone. It was amazing, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, in case you guys didn't know, I was a frat boy in a past life. And sometimes that shit comes out. <laughs> sometimes it bubbles to the surface. And I'm just like, yes, go. You know, I wonder sometimes, how did you get into so much trouble when you were younger? And then I chug stuff like that. I'm like, oh, there it is. There it is. Then I'm drunk in a Vegas bathroom at 4 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) And and I kept trying to make it better. I was like, well, I mean, it was still like, I mean, it's three hours. And my husband's like, dude, that's still only like 8 o'clock. Like, you were (laughs) drunk by 8 o'clock. And I was like, shh. We don't talk. This is just what we expected to happen. It, I, I know. It's almost like, what did you expect? Like, you let me out and I was feral as hell. Like, this is what I was planning on doing. Like, I was a rat that you just, like, <laughs> let out of the dumpster at that point. Just, <laughs> I'm like a raccoon in the garage. That was, that was <laughs> just hissing at you. What I think what it is, is I went into sensory overload because it you can buy whatever you want there. It's like, I can have anything at any point. I just have to sit at this slot and you'll bring me drinks. I can't be trusted with that kind of freedom. <laughs> I need somebody to impose laws on my body. And I my husband is not the person to do that. My He's like <laughs> cheering me on every step of the way. And then you're t- mad when I'm like, vomiting all over myself i don't understand i don't understand you encouraged this and yeah. it's 100 your fault you did this i was mad at him the next <laughs> let's day like, why did, let's why gaslight did him <laughs> why did you let me do this you forced me to drink this you could have stopped me at any point you're the one who brought me to vegas you knew <laughs> what was gonna happen let's get toxic with it let's yeah you knew i can't be trusted <laughs> are you trying to take advantage of me Nope, because I was throwing up Vegas. everywhere. He's oh. probably like, hell yeah. It's well, I'm glad you got an IV. That's really cool to know that that worked for you. It does, and I'm going to start using it. Also, I want to learn how to do IVs on myself so I can just take the banana bags with me. You know, my sister-in-law and I were discussing that recently because she was talking about how she wanted to, um, she's an RN, and she was like, I want to learn how to do that, and I want to try to get into that. And I was like, yeah, you should. Figure it out. So people spend five hundred dollars on it. (laughs) If you're hungover enough, people will spend, especially in Vegas. I'm sure. Was he booked up? Because the wife had couldn't get there till nine. Yeah, yeah. And I was like talking to him. He calls himself IV Dan. He was pretty legit. IV Dan, hell yeah. (laughs) But you know, I struggle with small talk, so I was just like kind of like late closing my eyes, like I was just Just trying to. Dan, you're just gonna have to do do your business. I can't talk to you right now. Like, I can't talk about this. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's good. We can leave it at that. Okay. All right. Well, bye. And we will see you guys next week. We're back from vacation. You'll get us. We're back. Bye. Thanks.
Thank you so much for listening to Gruesome Horrific True Crime, a Zencaster-powered podcast. Seriously, we wouldn't be here without them. Zencaster is simple to use and makes it easy to edit your own podcast. Zencaster gives you automatic, high-quality post-production sound, transcription, and HD video recordings of all of your episodes. If you want to start a podcast, and we think you should... Click the link in the show notes or at our website and use the code GRUESOME with a capital G for 30% off your first three months. We love you, beautiful strangers. And if you love us too, here are some ways that you can support Gruesome. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast or a five-star rating on Spotify. This helps other true crime connoisseurs find us. Follow us at Gruesome Podcasts on Instagram or TikTok and talk to us on our posts. Join the Patreon. Sign up to join our True Crime Sticker of the Month Club and gain access to bonus episodes and exclusive Patreon perks. Or if a one-time donation is more your thing, we have a Venmo at Gruesome Podcast and a PayPal via our email, gruesomepodcast at gmail.com. Speaking of which... We love hearing from you. It seriously makes our whole life. So send us your questions, comments, suggestions, or just ask our opinion on whether that person you met on Tinder is a serial killer or not. Tune in next week and don't forget, lock your windows, lock your doors, and on Wednesdays, we're we're gruesome. gruesome. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 